Welcome to the Bucket List Buster Travel Show. Your Bucket List Buster Travel Show helps you make your bucket list dreams come true. Host Karen Duncan spent decades running the travel business. She, along with other industry experts, share their knowledge, travel stories, and wisdom about how to travel, where to travel, and how to have a stress-free adventure. Tune in. Give yourself permission to focus on yourself. Create lifelong memories with families and friends. And finally learn to relax, rejuvenate, and reconnect. And here's the host of your show, Karen Duncan. Aloha, buenos dias, ni hao, yahate, bula, guten tag, bonjour, jumbo, board tarde, everything's irie, and good afternoon. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Welcome, everybody. This is Karen Duncan, your host of Your Bucket List Buster. It is. It has been a, a very trying weekend, but we are almost in fall, and I know some of us here in the state of Texas have been dreaming for some of this cooler weather. It has already cooled down. Um, of course, we've had the floods in the Houston area. We want to keep our prayers and thoughts for folks on the coast of Texas and in the Houston area. Um, They're going to be going through some long-term reconstruction and getting their lives back together. Today's show would be really great for someone to listen to that's going through some trying times. I've got um, Miss Tracy Bogan, who is a fantastic speaker. She's got a fantastic story. And her question is, which one are you? Are you a dreamer or are you a dreampreneur? A dreamer is a person that has someday-itis. They have lofty goals, big dreams, and exciting aspirations that they intend to pursue someday. But for most, like in the dictionary, death day will always come before someday. And a dreampreneur one who has the unrelenting will to achieve their boldest goal or most daring dream that aligns with their soul's purpose and brings them a life of prosperity and joy. That's her story for us today. She went through a lot of trials and tribulations early on in life, and she has traveled the globe with almost nothing in hand, And she's going to tell us about her adventures and how she has come to where she is today, where she is in the Michigan area, where they are filming a movie about her life. When I tell you this is exciting for me, it is exciting. And it would be exciting for people that you know are struggling right now. This this is an inspirational show. We're also going to talk about Um, holiday travel. We're going to talk about music tourism and what is the Southwest effect. All things that you have forward to some look forward to today on, on today's show. Another thing is Tracy is going to be giving away a little bit of a gift for all that listen to the complete interview today. At the very end, she's going to provide us with a code for us to text and receive something very special from her. So I advise you to strap on in, sit in your seat, get comfortable, get you a beverage that you will enjoy, and listen to today's show. It's not going to disappoint, I promise you. 
So to my thoughts for the week, well, you know, we're almost into the fall. We're just a few weeks away. And it's time that people start thinking about the holidays. Someone actually posted on Facebook uh, last week, the end of last week, about there were a hundred and some odd days until night. It was, excuse me, there were 90 some odd days until Christmas. And I got to thinking, oh no, not Christmas already. Here we are. We haven't even had Labor Day at that point. We haven't had Halloween or Thanksgiving, and people are already starting to look forward to the holidays. Well, a few years ago, um, my husband and I, as we had become empty nested, um, and the kids came back for the holidays, and they sat around, they ate, they drank, and of course, as some kids do when they come home, they want mama to take care of them. We have four. And they wanted me to take care of them because they had been away. They wanted me to cook all their favorite foods. I was exhausted by the time it was all over. I was really, really exhausted. And I kind of grew up leaving home for the Christmas holidays. We used to come to Dallas to visit relatives for Christmas. and that. So I've, I've begun to get used to traveling during the holidays for vacation. And so that particular year when all the kids came back home and I found myself after two weeks after they finally all left thinking, okay, this time, next year, this time, I'm not doing this. I'm going on vacation. I'm going to let somebody take care of me. We started thinking about what we wanted to do. So we invited family and friends to go with us on a cruise. Those that could afford to go went. Those that couldn't had to make other arrangements. And it was kind of, you know, weird, but I come from a, um, a um, combined family, so our children have other parents that they shared holidays with, so it wasn't so bad. So we all went on a cruise um, the following year, and it was fantastic. Now, we have begun to do the same thing, and... and And so last year we waited and we went on vacation after the holidays and all all of our kids were with us. It was really a lot of fun. My mom, my mom's sister, cousins. I mean, it was a blast. So this year we started thinking, okay, what can we do? We would love to do something. And we're we're thinking we're going to start making this a tradition and start planning for it. So at the last minute, last week, um, we found out that the youngest son is is going just sign another contract to do to be a performer on another Norwegian ship, and we decided, hey, let's go on one of go on his cruise, see him, and we found a super itinerary um, going to Panama, going to Costa Rica, Colombia, Honduras, Belize. And Mexico, it's 11 days, and it's right before the holiday, so we'll be back for Christmas. But it's a great way for that time of year when things slow down for us in the travel industry, not a lot of things happening. People are in vaca- are in holiday mode, so the phones aren't ringing. And I'm usually exhausted by this time of year. So we're just going to take some time and spend time together enjoying one another's company in all of these different ports. So my my thought for you this year, um, 
this week is as you're thinking about what you want to do for the holidays, think about the fact that whomever we all um, gather, whose home we gather at, family member, has to do a lot of work when we're all there. And they usually say they love it. They wouldn't have it any other way. But think about one year, if not this year, it's not too late, though. But if not this year, think about what it would be like if everyone didn't have to do any work but got a chance to be waited on and cared for and just got an opportunity to relax as a family. What that does is it brings you closer together. You get to learn a lot about your adult children, your parents, because people relax and they talk about things that happened in their lives in the past and what their dreams and aspirations are, it really does give you an opportunity to to spend some quality time together. Now is also a good time. If you're going to be flying to see parents and family members, you need to get your tickets right now. In fact, I think I told you last week or week before last was the perfect time to buy holiday airline tickets. Now is the time to buy those tickets. If you need hotels, go ahead and get them booked because the best prices are going to go away the closer you get to the time that you want to travel. Plus, you want to make sure that you can make your arrangements um, um, getting there. And always think about if you're spending a lot of money, even if you're not, what kind of travel protection do you have? Because in the wintertime, Things get a little hairy in terms of the weather. Hell, even right now, it gets a little hairy. We've seen it with the hurricanes that are coming, um, that have happened here recently. But um, protecting your investment and your time is is one of those things that you should look at. If you buy your ticket through a credit card, look and see what kind of coverage they give you in case you have to cancel your reservation or switch your cancel your uh, reservation due to weather situations or delays, that type of stuff. But anyway, it's time to start thinking about your holiday plans. If you need any help, give me an email at yourbucketlistbuster at gmail.com. I can give you some recommendations of places to go, things to do, um, and uh, just things, ways to make it easier for you to travel during the holidays, what days you need to leave, what days you need to try to come back, all kinds of tips. So we'll talk a little more about that um, in the upcoming weeks, but let's do a trip. Come Heck, come on, go with us to Panama. We'd love to have you guys go with us. This is Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster, and when we get back, we're going to talk about music tourism, the Southwest effect, and then we're going to have our fantastic speaker, Miss Tracy Bogan, who is going to give us some some pep talk, inspiration, and uh, a bit into her adventurous life and how she got to where she is today. Thanks. I'll be back in a minute. Our premium river cruise line, Emerald Waterways, has been named Best Value in River Cruising three years in a row by Cruise Critic. Emerald Waterway started four years ago and has a fleet of seven ships, three of them new this year. Inclusions that set it apart in the premium value category are all gratuities included, wine, beer, and soft drinks with lunch and dinner, airport transfers, daily excursions, 
a heated pool that converts to a cinema, emerald active hiking and biking excursions, and large balcony suites. Emerald's popular cruise itineraries feature the Danube, Rhine, southern France, and the Douro River in Portugal. Our new 2018 brochure features an early booking discount of up to $1,000 per couple. Learn more at emeraldwaterways.com. And join your bucket list buster May 12, 2018 for a cruise up the Danube, Nuremberg, Budapest, Slovakia, and more. All cabins have windows, all food and beverages on board, bike and hiking tours, and optional excursions like a concert in Vienna. It's not too late to take advantage of super discounted air like $495 per person or even free for suites. Contact Peaks Cruises and Tours today to join us. Welcome back to your Bucket List Buster. This is Karen Duncan, your host. How are you doing today? It's a fabulous day in almost fall. We're kind of caught between summer and fall right now. Let's talk about one of the new travel trends. It's not really new, but it's now starting to get some attention from the tourism industry. And it is music tourism. Now, a lot of you have probably gone to music festivals in your own hometown, but how many of you have actually traveled to a new destination to go to a music festival? There are so many fantastic music festivals going on throughout the world, and they are now starting to get some attention about the amount of money that they bring into a destination and what type of people are are trying to or traveling to these destinations. So everybody knows that Nashville is the home of country music. And a lot of people go to Old Opry, um, the Grand Old Opry, that's on their bucket list. A lot of um, um, country music stars come out of Nashville and they have begun to do cruises where they're the featured artists or they do a group of them as featured artists and they go on ships and they do country and western music the whole time they're there. Memphis is known for the blues. B.B. King may put Memphis on the map as a as a blues destination. Plus the barbecue that goes along with it is an, makes for an amazing vacation package. New Orleans, what can I say? Everybody knows that New Orleans has a variety of different types of music and different festivals that go on throughout the year. In fact, New Orleans has a festival for almost every month of the year, not all music related. But because it's New Orleans, music is just a big part of who they are as a city. You've got um, blues, you've got R&B, you have reggaeton. You have all kinds of music in New Orleans, and whenever you go to New Orleans, you will always see people on the street playing music, a lot of venues that provide music, and then there are the big festivals like the Essence Festival that go on every year. And not to mention, not the least of all, but Austin, Texas, right here where I live, we have South by Southwest and Austin City Limits, two of the biggest festival music festivals in the country. South by Southwest has grown into not just a music festival, but an interactive festival. Um, and it's huge. They bring in people from all over the world for 
for that week of music. And if you are an artist or a band that wants to get discovered, a lot of people have a lot of people have been discovered here in Austin during that time. Not to mention that nowadays a lot of the venues that uh, cities are building, like where we have our um, the car racing here in Austin, they are starting to use these venues as multi-purpose venues. So you've got car racing when it's time for um, Formula One, and then you also have music festivals during the fest during the Formula Ones, and then bringing um, people in to just use the festival outside of what it was originally been, built for. So music has become huge, not to mention, you know, Brazil has a festival. St. Lucia has one of the biggest jazz festivals in the Caribbean every year. Then um, now Aruba has a music festival in May, and even the Dominican Republic is getting in on music festivals. And then Europe is a whole nother ball game. When you go to Amsterdam certain times a year, London, uh, the UK, there are, there are just music events going on all the time. And they can be as small as in a private venue, an intimate um, little concert venue, to these mega events where you go to the stadiums and they hold 100,000 people. So music tourism has become a great big bullseye in terms of um, destinations looking for ways to bring people in and it's a whole different market than any than anything else <clears throat> let's talk about the southwest effect what is that well it has been noted that when southwest airline goes into a market it lowers the price of tickets on what they call the traditional airlines united delta american it is considered a um, a cost-effective airline, Southwest is. And so when they go into a new market, they are showing that the price of tickets go down by about 15%, 15.2%, while the number of flyers increased on average by 27.8%. So what does that mean? Tickets are $45 cheaper when Southwest comes into a market than when they're not in a market. And that's a $9.1 billion annual consumer fare benefit. That means if you want Southwest in your city because it drives down the cost of airline tickets, which is a benefit for us. And what can I say? That is, that's always something we're looking for, isn't it? A way to travel for less so if they're not in your city they haven't gotten there yet you need to you need to call them and tell them that your bucket list buster stated that tickets are less expensive when Southwest comes in there and JetBlue is another one another one of the discounted um, airlines that has a benefit but they're not quite as big as Southwest so they don't quite have their own effect yet this is Karen Duncan, your Bucket List Buster. I'm going to take another quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk to Tracy Bogan, who has backpacked 75,000 miles in six continents through 54 countries. I said it wrong before. I said 30 countries. 54 countries. And that's who we're going to be talking to as soon as I get back. This is Karen Duncan, your Bucket List Buster. I'll be back in a minute. 
Welcome back to Telecom Thursday Tips with our friends over at Wireless Traveler. Have you ever been strolling the streets of Paris or hiking through the outback in Australia and suddenly your phone dies? Or try to preserve the last 10% of a battery charge before completely losing all connection to friends and family? We talk about this all the time on our Tech Thursday show. Great to cut off from everything, but the reality is that we all need the comfort of knowing we can make or receive a call or text or email at a moment's notice, especially, God forbid, should we have an emergency situation. And yes, those backup battery chargers are cool, but I don't know about you. They seem to take forever to charge my iPhone, and it never gets 100% recharged. Enter those folks again over at Wireless Traveler for the cutest little item for you women travelers this fall, the Mighty Purse wristlet, and it does pack a punch. They fly off the shelves quicker than they can stock them. In less than one hour, your Android or iPhone will be fully charged, and then share your purse with the traveling companion as you can fully charge two phones every time. The Mighty Purse features a hidden built-in battery, 4000 AH, that ensures you are never powerless again. Even better, it is compatible with all smartphones with a micro USB port. For Apple, iPhones 5, 6, and 7, it comes with an adapter for your phone. No more messy cables cluttering up your handbag. The Mighty Purse includes a hidden USB cable to charge the Mighty Purse in less than half an hour and a cable to recharge your smartphones. The handy LED indicator lights flashes blue so you will always know how much power your purse has left. Best of all, we just love the ultra-luxurious genuine leather of this little wristlet bag and all the different colors to choose from for every mood that takes your fancy from black and cream to poppy red. Really, for a night out or browse around town, the Mighty Purse is all you need. It holds your phone, credit cards, coins, and even lip gloss. This awesome little purse retails for $99, but for all our listeners today, just mention travel for your wireless traveler, 10% discount. We hope you enjoyed listening today and can't wait to meet you again next Thursday. Hello, this is Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster, and I am back with our guest speaker for today. I have been really excited to be able to talk to Tracy Bogan, who is an outstanding inspiration. When you hear her story and some of the things that she's doing, you're going to be so amazed. Tracy has backpacked 75,000 miles in six continents through 54 countries, and she's made a career putting herself front and center to show others how to break through their fears and ignite the courage to achieve their boldest goal or most daring dream through her books, retreats, and coaching program. She has been featured on Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS, as well as many radio shows, and is an, an international best-selling author of four books. Tracy has lived in China, teaching English at the World Exchange College of Language, as well as Alaska, Hawaii, Texas, Arizona, and Wisconsin. The breadth of Tracy's life experiences is beyond ordinary. As a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, she spearheaded a campaign to increase the criminal statute of limitations for sex crimes on children. Her grassroots efforts helped change Wisconsin's law on child sexual abuse. It is dubbed the Bogan Bill, and her best-selling book, The Backpack Diaries, has been signed by Mirror Dog Film Productions to be made into a movie. 
Tracy works with entrepreneurs to connect with their soul's purpose and create more freedom, fortune, and fun in their lives. Welcome, Tracy Bogan. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So where, so you've been all over the world, but where are you right today? Currently, I am, well, I, I winter in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I nice. summer in Wisconsin, but currently I'm in Michigan for the summer and part of the fall uh, with Mirror Dog Productions working on, on some movie projects. Nice. That is exciting. That's really exciting. Oh, totally exciting. Totally didn't even see this one coming. And it's been a really, really nice, um, su surprising and, and inspiring project to be a part of. Nice. So let's, let's kind of talk about yourself. What do you do? And, and, and part of that, I want you to kind of tell the story of how you got from, from there to where you are right now. Okay, well, we'll start with, with well, what I do is I, through speaking, through coaching, and through transformation retreats, I empower and work with women worldwide to discover and step into their purpose, their voice, and their power, and create freedom, fortune, and fun along the way in their lives and in their businesses. So that's my passion. That's what I do. And how I got there, I call it my hangover story. <laughs> so I was living in Hawaii working for a renowned plastic surgeon. And we did plastic surgery on a lot of high-profile people, and when I got exposed to that world, I started getting a little big for my britches of living a lifestyle untrue to who I know that I am. And mm -hmm. I began, you know, showing up late for work and sometimes calling in sick a, a little more often just because I was out having fun. And one day I was hiding out in one of the plastic surgeon's offices and we were friends outside of work as well. And he always knew that when I was hiding in his little cubby hole that I probably had been out the night before. <laughs> and he, he walked in and totally busted me. I was reading his list of goals. And he was an already successful plastic surgeon who had a, a goal list that was five pages with, wow. with little with little circles next to it. And some of them were penciled in dark and some of them weren't penciled in at all. And here's an already successful guy whose, whose dreams are to become a race car driver, to write a screenplay that gets produced and wins an Oscar, that learns five languages fluently, that moves to Europe for a year coaching basketball, that bench presses 500 pounds, wrestles an alligator. Uh, his list <laughs> goes on and on and on and on. And I said, whoa, you mean to tell me you're going to do all this stuff? And he looked at me and he said, why, of course. Like, what a dumb question. Of course, if I set a goal, I'm going to achieve it. Right. <laughs> and he said, you see everything ticked in black are the things that I've achieved already and everything with white boxes left. That's the things I've left to do. And, of course, I intend to achieve every one in, in my lifetime. And he said, as big as I can dream and see, I can be, and so mm. can you. And he, he came over and he touched my hand, or he touched his hand on my forearm. 
And he said, you've been going out eight days a week. I'm a little concerned about you. What's your dream? What do you want to do? I said, you got to be kidding me. I'm a girl from Racine, Wisconsin. I'm living my dream. (laughs) I'm living in in my dream place in Hawaii. I lived there for a decade. I'm in Hawaii, working my dream job, making my dream money at the time, hanging around with my dream boat people, all these celebrities that I never thought I'd get the opportunity to meet. I'm living it. He's like, no, 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 my friend, you have it all wrong. What is, life is not a party. What's your purpose? What's your passion? What's your mission? What's your message? What legacy will you leave, leave behind that will outlive you for generations to come? Wow. And for the first time in my life, Karen, I discovered I didn't have a dream beyond the one I had just achieved. I had no right. further vision. So Gene sat with me in his office for the next 45 minutes and composed for the first time in my adult life at age 33, I penned to paper my first set of goals. And at that time, they were to go back to college to, and get a marketing degree, to write a book, to open my own business, work for myself, write a book someday, travel the world. And little did I think that that was the precursor to what was going to happen in the next next 76 hours. Wow. I left his office that day with his list of goals and mine. I still carry his list around. They're laminated. I bring them to all, all of my keynote speaking engagements. I show that list of goals because Gene Smith gave me permission to dream that day. And it's the reason I stand before my audiences to give them permission to dream a new dream for themselves because we don't do a good enough job at giving ourselves, number one, permission that we're worth it. Yeah. And number two, planting our flag in the sand that and declaring that this is what I'm going after and setting ourselves up with some support and some accountability to actually follow through. So there I am. I walk into my house with my list and his list of goals. I throw them on the table and I get ready to go out like I always do on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Only this night I came home, I had a little too much to drink and I was getting sick in the bathroom. And I went over to splash some cold water on my face and I looked at myself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like what I saw, Karen. I didn't like what I saw. Right. I puke in my hair. I was sheet white. My eyes were all glassed over, and I looked into my own eyes, and I said, I am more than this. I am more than this. What is my dream? If I could do anything in the world and time, money, and failure were not an object, what would I be, see, do, have, give, share? What would it be? What do I really, 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 really desire for my life? Wow. And I had this vision of me being a young girl. I was about 12 years old in this vision. I can tell you everything I'm wearing in the vision. And I'm in Africa in the jungle playing with, I have, I'm around wild monkeys in this dream. And that's all that I remember for that night. And I dreamed that dream my whole life to, to go around the world. But I got rejected from the Peace Corps because I didn't have the proper education. And I flunked the ASVAB test twice to get into the into the air force so i wasn't going around the world on anyone else's account i had to i was going to do it it had to be on my own yeah and i I woke up the morning in the morning with a knowingness that 
Today is the day I'm changing my life. Today is the day I'm taking back my power. Today is the day I'm letting God in. And today is the day I am leaving to follow my dream. It was my D-Day. I am done, done, done. And I ask you, Karen, and whoever's listening, how many of you have had that moment of clarity when you're done? You are not going to be talked back to, down to, about. You're not going to accept anything disrespectful in your life for one moment longer. You're done. Yeah. And that's where I was. That's how I was feeling that day. So here's what I did. I called every friend in Hawaii, and I said, come to my home and take anything that you want for free. I'm talking everything in a kitchen, in a living room, in three bedrooms, in closets, in the bathroom, in the carport, everything for free. I went out and bought a backpack and a map, and I circled everywhere in the world I ever dreamed to go and in America, and on the 76th hour from making that new choice for myself, I was on an airplane into the unknown. My first stop, back home to Racine, Wisconsin, to tell my family of this crazy dream. And somewhere (laughs) along the lines, my, my best friend, Amy, and I were conversing, and she wasn't happy with her job, and she was in an unfulfilling relationship that was ending. And she said, I'm coming with you. We spent the oh my first God, year that's so good. Yes. We spent the first year crisscrossing America doing mm. odd jobs along the way. You see, when I left Hawaii, I made good money while I was there, but at that time I didn't know how to manage my money and I spent right. it as fast as mm. I made it and I lived off of credit and I lived a lifestyle and true to who I really am. I spent it as fast as I made it. So I did not have the money to go and not work for two years right. seeing the world. I did not have the money to go. But I had a strong enough why, Karen. And when you have a strong enough why, when you keep your eye mm-hmm. on the why, the what doesn't matter, and the how always shows up. I love that. I, I dog walked. I house sat. I delivered newspapers at 2 o'clock in the morning in Monaghan, Texas, the hardest job I've ever done in my life still. <laughs> answering an ad out of the newspaper. I bartered with butchers for food and for meat. I ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches 365 days in a row. I made a pot of spaghetti last for a week. Because going out to eat was was off the question, out of the table, not not an option, out of the budget. And I earned the money to go. I sold my plasma across America. Most people don't know you can earn over $400 a month selling your plasma. It's, wow. The question is, what are you willing to do? What right. are you willing to let go of, forego, even for a small period of time, to get the ultimate end vision? And that's the price that I was willing to pay. So I ask each of you listening today, whatever your boldest goal or most daring dream is, what price are you willing to pay to achieve it? And reverse engineer the steps mm-hmm. that you can put into daily applicable motions to move you forward, line up support and line up accountability and be steadfast moving in the direction of that dream. And that's what I did to achieve it. And as a result of that, I mean, there's a lot more to the story of my best friend, Amy, left me in India. She was tired of living out of a backpack. <laughs> and, and we didn't speak for a couple of years. I was so hurt and angry that 
she broke the deal, broke the agreement. Right. And and her leaving ultimately turned out to be the best best thing because that allowed me to look into a mirror, to get quiet, to think for myself, to make choices for myself. I had no idea. I went mm-hmm. to 17 countries by myself. Wow. Without speaking the language, not knowing if I would be safe as a single woman traveler, right. not knowing if I'd have the money, not knowing how I'm going to get from point A to point B. And that perseverance really, I really got to, the, to, to, to meet me and who I am and what I stand for and really step into what, why am I here? What right. is my purpose? Into my voice and into my message for the world. And ultimately, that journey around the world that changed the course of my life is the reason I do what I do now. And that is keynote speaking and coaching and transformation retreats for women. That's my key passion in life. It's why I'm here. That's beautiful. That is so beautiful. And when when we first picked up the lines today, I said that it was no accident that you and I were talking today. Because I got it, people. I got into this travel business 22 years ago because I hated what I was doing in the insurance industry, and I reached back to what made me the happiest as a child. I was fortunate enough to to be raised as an only child by parents who liked to travel, and we never traveled internationally, but we traveled across the United States. We skied. We played tennis. We You know, we had opportunities that some of my um, peers in school did not have. And so when I was looking for that thing that excited me, it came to travel. And But I didn't want to just travel myself. I wanted others to have the experience of travel. Because I saw how growing up on the south side of Chicago, having an opportunity to travel every summer and during the Christmas holidays, how that separated me from my school friends that never got an opportunity to do that. And how it was different was I was unafraid to step out and try things new. I was open to meeting others, other cultures, other people, having conversations, trying new foods. I truly believe that travel opens your mind to accepting others we would have more love if more people traveled. I, I just mm-hmm. really feel that there is, it was something deeper than just me taking a trip. I wanted to educate people about learning about other people and other things and other places. And so I didn't really understand that mission, even after doing this for 20 years and struggling on, the, on my travel agency side sometimes, taking part-time jobs periodically throughout the years. Until recently, I started a nonprofit last year. It'll be a year old in September, Adventures with Autism, Down Syndrome, and Epilepsy, to provide respite vacations for families with special needs. Because our caregivers who take care of their special need children on a 24-hour basis very uh, seldom get an opportunity to relax, rejuvenate, and reconnect. And they're Mm. desperate for the opportunity to take some time off. So we take family, groups of families on a cruise. We take specialists and therapists with us. So they take care of the kiddos 
while mom and dad and grandma or a foster parent, whoever it is that gets to go, has an opportunity to go to workshops and just have some time for themselves. And to and I'm sitting here today in my home where my we have a leaky pipe upstairs and it is dripping down this out of the ceiling of my dining room. We have a big hole that we're waiting to get fixed. And we walk downstairs in the morning and say, you know what, but we're okay. And I got a, I got my first contact from the media today asking if they could interview me about what I'm doing. And that has made my day because this is what I'm supposed to be doing is helping these families have an opportunity to do something different and be exposed to other places and other things and just something that's ordinary for the most of us. So I really love your message. I'm not going to stay on my soapbox, but I really love what you what you just said. That means Thank a you. lot. You have an incredible mission yourself. And you said that you didn't just get into travel for yourself and that if other people traveled, they'd have a new, you know, that the world would be a better place and yeah. have a, a better loving connection with one another. On another, you know, to, to add to that, construction going on my apologies if that's loud it's okay on the other side of that it's we come home after having that kind of experience to a whole new awareness and sense of gratitude and appreciation for where we are and what we have because so oftentimes it's easy to forget as we're stuck on the hamster wheel of life Mm -hmm. and time time and life take control of us instead of us being in charge of it that we wake up and we we walk through life with blinders on yes. and we're stuck in this hamster when we don't appreciate what we have. It takes exactly. the exposure of how other people are living just one airplane ride away mm-hmm. over a pond of water for us yeah. to come home and be grateful. I'll tell you this. When I came home from my trip after two years of not sleeping in my own bed and I woke up in the morning without bed bugs, in my bed. I mean, th- my body was literally covered with hundreds of bed bugs. I have photos of this. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of bed bug bites. And I slept my first peaceful night's sleep without having to vix up all over my body. And right. when I went into the shower, my first real hot shower, as long as I wanted to take it, I wept in my shower, thinking, as hot water is running down my body for 20 minutes, thinking of every home I was in and every person I met along the way who will never know Experience what this that. feels like. Mm-hmm. That's People, so true. I was in the woods with them, chopping wood to carry back to their home, to not only use it to boil the water to cook their meal, the firewood, but also to heat their water bag so they could have one water bag worth of a warm shower. That's it. And Every time I flicked on my electricity, I thought of all the people, especially in Tibet, that live by candle or by kerosene lamps. Mm-hmm. And they have so many power outages. And I open my refrigerator, and this is, you know, the first week that I'm back home. And every time I would do something around my little condo, I'm weeping, thinking of every person <laughs> I met when I go to my refrigerator. And I have more food in my refrigerator after one week of being home than they've probably had in six months. Right. And that we realize after having that kind of exposure and that kind of experience on how other people are living, like, like 
cattle-driven ambulances powered by cattle, wooden wheels, motorbikes for transportation with families of 10 piled on it. Mm-hmm. If, if we have a little change in our change jar, food in our refrigerator, and electricity anytime we want and running water, clean water, we are the, in the 97% richest person in yeah. the world. We're the richest mm-hmm. person in the world, and we forget about that. Yeah, that is so true. One of the, one of the other things that we do is connect with um, organizations on one of our cruise stops, like the Autism Center of Jamaica or Cozumel, and then there's a special ed school in Honduras. And we will be taking our families on a excursion to one of those and um, doing a drive, a supply drive prior to leaving so that we can help provide them with some supplies that they need. When, when, when those organizations in the Caribbean um, have needs, there's not a whole lot of options for them when working with their special needs families. And so it's, it's important for our families not to make them feel grateful and guilty about being grateful, but showing them that there are people that are in um, just as dire need as they are for relief. But it, here in the United States with special needs, even though we could do so much more, um, there are places in the world that just have a, a small percentage of the support that they have. And we want to make sure that we can help as many of those people in those countries as we can um, also and let them do some fellowshipping with one another. So I, I truly understand you are, you're an amazing person. So let's talk about your professional life. What are, what are, what would you consider your greatest accomplishment professionally and personally so far? Well, it's probably not what most people think. Most people would point out writing the bill that became law, increasing the criminal statute of limitations for sex crimes on children. Most people would say leaving everything, life as you know, and going backpacking around the world or writing some books, not knowing how to type and being dyslexic. Most people would think that those are my biggest achievements, but in fact, they're not. My biggest achievement to date in my business are the lives of the people, particularly the women, that feel inspired and empowered and filled and fueled, who get unstuck Mm. and are able to move themselves forward in the direction of their boldest goal and most daring dream. Because either, you know, two things are happening. Either we have the dream and it just remains a dream. So here's the right. difference between a dreamer and a dreampreneur. I spent most of my life being a dreamer. And we all know them. You know, many of us have been that. I spent decades being a dreamer. A dreamer are those who have a disease called someday-itis. They have big goals, lofty dreams, and exciting aspirations that they intend to pursue someday. But for most, like in the dictionary, death day will always come before someday. A dreampreneur, on the other hand, is one who has the unrelenting will to achieve their boldest goal or most daring dream that aligns with their soul's purpose and brings them a life of joy and prosperity. So either, you know, it's, it's, it's action 
and perseverance and accountability and support are some of the things that separate the dreamers from the dreampreneurs. So it's the person, there's two things. You have the dream and you never get there because Mm -hmm. you don't have the support system and accountability to achieve it. And then on the other side of the needle are those that don't know how to dream and don't have a vision beyond the next couple of days. We don't give ourselves permission that we're worth it to achieve it, nor do we identify what it really is that makes our, our, our life worthy at the end when we're all looking back. Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter? Mm-hmm. We don't even identify or get in touch with what that is because we're so busy going through the motions of life and living reactively. So in any of those cases, when I can step into someone's life and we link arms and take a journey together, moving the needle from being the dreamer or not knowing to actually being the, the doer and reaping the results. That brings me the greatest joy and satisfaction. That's wonderful. It amazes me of the number of people that I talk to. When you ask them what's on their bucket list or what do they have a passion for cannot answer that question. And it's like you said, they have not allowed themselves. People feel like dreaming is that it's not something that people, their families or friends have not encouraged um, and they can't afford to to have a dream, not having one. Here's the thing. Go ahead. I was going to say maybe I, I, I had some challenges growing up. And I'm wondering if, if the connection is because all I could dream about was where I was going to go next, what, how, how I was going to get out of the situation that I was in. And so, therefore, I always have had dreams, whether it was reading a book and dreaming about being in the destination of where the book was written. You know what I mean? Or I've always had dreams of being someplace or doing something different. That's incredible. Most people don't get there. Yeah. And here's the thing. We can all, we really can afford the dream. We have to be creative in how we get there. And it really Mm -hmm. comes down to how disciplined are you? Yet we always find the time and the money to do what's most important to us and for us. Yep. (laughs) We're really good at using the excuse. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the support. Mm-hmm. If your child had cancer and the cure was $5 million, I promise you, you do everything yep. you could because that's your priority in your life that's to find so the cure. True. And so when people say, I can't afford a retreat or I can't afford a vacation or I can't afford coaching or I can't afford to invest myself, you can't afford not to. This is yep. your life. We're here for this 80-year dream. And with discipline and with vision, and with support and accountability, we really can't. You know, for me, it was selling my plasma, dog walking, right. house sitting, running errands for people. <laughs> and across America in cities I've never been in before. <laughs> I could show up in a new city and by the end of the day have a, a cash-paying job. Right. And people allowing me into their homes. I'm a total stranger. People are letting me into their homes to clean it or to, to run their areas, to walk their dog, or, you know, run their errands or walk their dog. 
I, I collected aluminum cans. I would walk for miles and hours and generated $1,200 with aluminum cans. And Alaska's a much cleaner place walking down the highways with me picking <laughs> up all the cans and bottles. That's funny. But people aren't willing to do the work. Yeah, that's true. We live in a microwave society. We desire everything bigger, better, faster, more now without the willingness to put in the sweat equity to actually earn it. We expect Mm -hmm. things to be handed to us and we feel the world owes us something. That's good. That's so good. So how long have you been with eWomen Network? It was January of... I believe January 2016 and joining that network. I had two women that I randomly met, you know, I got to Arizona. I just woke up one day, drew it out. You call it a bucket list, Karen. I call Mm -hmm. it a dreams can. And in my dreams can, it's a product that I sell at my events. It's a can with some note cards, little pieces of paper. And I have about 700 things in there that I desire to see, be, do, have, share, and experience. And I randomly draw something out, and I drew out winter someplace form for 90 days. Right. And on the back, there were five options from, from the Bahamas to Costa Rica to Australia to Arizona to Florida Keys. I went eeny, meeny, miny, mo. My finger landed on Arizona. Arizona. I had never, <laughs> never been there, didn't know any, had no contacts, connections, or um, anything to move me forward there. And I left 14 days later and I showed up. My first thing to do was go to a chamber of commerce networking event. And I met a couple of people and they invited me to an e-women network and joining that group. Really, I found, I met some incredible people to assist me. How do I find a hairdresser and find myself a vehicle and find myself some living quarters and mechanic and you know the best places to shop and go and see and do and that network immediately came to my rescue and it's developed into a nice sisterhood and as a result of that I get to travel I get invited by many chapters to come and be the speaker at at their events Mm -hmm. or at their e-women chapter so I meet a lot of people moving along that way and it's just been this incredible community of sisterhood and a trusted circle of support and and friendship that's so I feel very grateful and blessed we're gonna have to get you down to austin so you can come speak at our at our chapters meetings that i would, would love wonderful. to that would be have you been to austin i have not been to austin I just did a little Southwest tour from Salt Lake to California, um, Vegas. I just did Milwaukee and I think it was Illinois, Indiana. So I have a few of them on my radar. And I'm being invited to some for for 2018. And I I would love to. That's good. We're going to, I'm going to. I'm going to connect you so we can get you down here. So obviously since you're traveling quite a bit, you don't necessarily have a leadership role with e-women, but you do a lot of speaking for the chapter. So that's just as good, if not better. Oh, I, yes. For me, conducive to my lifestyle, number one, I only live in Arizona part-time. So it's, it, it's, I'm not able to have a leadership position. Right. I'm just a part-time resident. I'm actually a Wisconsin resident who just winters in Arizona. Um, right, but right. secondly, the other, the other real vantage point of me traveling so much 
and, and I plan to be in an RV for a year, is I get to go visit chapters. Once you're a member, you can go yeah. to any chapter at any time, exactly. whether I speak or not. It's community, and it's a, a new way to meet people and stay connected at the same time. So how, how incredible that we have this opportunity. And it, it was one of, my, one of my best investments that I did for myself was joining eWomen. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. So uh, you've talked a lot about your travel experiences and your backpacking. What would you say was the most memorable travel experience you had? My gosh, I only have to tell one story. <laughs> well, tell <laughs> us a get to tell one. Oh, boy. Okay. It's, hard, it's hard to choose. There's so many things that have touched my life. I'll, I'll, if, if I can condense these, I'll, t- I'll share two. Okay. One of them is something new that just came about. I was, um, was traveling through China. I was teaching at the World Exchange College of Language, teaching English for a semester in Qingdao. And I remember the first day of school, I met this little boy named Phil. He was 10 years old at the time. And he was kind of my teacher's pet. Every day, he would bring me a little piece of candy. And on special days, he would share his milk candy with me, just a Aww. little piece of milk candy. And the first day I met him, after the class, he came up to me and tugged on my shirt and said, Teacher, I like you, and someday I'm going to come to your America, and we're going to be friends. And he was my my little pet, my little darling boy the entire time. And when I left, it was time to go home and get on that airplane. Phil was in bed for three days, and he wasn't eating. And he missed me and he was crying. So his parents contacted the principal at the school, who then came by as we're packing up and said, is there any way you can go see this boy or have some communication with this boy and let him know his life is going to go on and that you're going to be okay and he's going to be okay. So I did. And he said, teacher, someday I'm going to come to America and we're going to be friends. And we just had an incredible connection and I really touched this little boy's life. So as the years That's went amazing. on, mm-hmm. you know, w- once or twice a year, I'd send a little care package to his family and he'd send, he sent a couple of gifts to me in America as well. And I didn't hear from him the last couple of years. And out of nowhere, just recently in the last few months, I get an email from him that he's applying for schools in America. And he asked me to write him a letter of recommendation. And then I get the letter where he got accepted to one of them. And he said, teacher, I'm coming to your America. And I hope that we can be friends. And I can't wait when his, when his school year starts to fly there and be the very first person to welcome him to America and be on his welcome bandwagon. I mean, how incredible of a story is that? That's amazing. That that you can touch someone's life who, I didn't know any Chinese and he could only speak English with me learning. I was teaching him how to speak English. Right. And to have a connection with someone so small with such big aspirations that he was going to come to America. Um, and all, all eight years later, that it's actually happening. And then I'm so proud and honored that he remembered me through the years and sends me pictures of his family and his updates on his life. And that's incredible. So you, know, that is you, never, you never know how you affect people's lives. You just never know how it's going to happen. Mm. 
You don't. One of my favorite quotes, Karen, is you never know the fruits that will grow from the seeds that you plant. Always just plant good seeds. Mm. One of my favorites. So uh, there's fruits coming from that. A second favorite story. Do I have time to share one? Yes, yes. I, I was in Tibet and we had to hire a guide to go through Lhasa into a little community and we asked some local people if we could come into their home and through a translator have a conversation and see what living life their way would be. Mm-hmm. And we, we get into the home and it's cement floors, cement, cement walls, nothing on the walls, a couple of yak in the backyard and they made their own wheat barley to brew their own beer and that's that was their trade on what they sold. And they made us some yak butter tea, and we had conversation for hours through a translator. We didn't speak a lick. We didn't speak a lick of each other's language, but we had a connection and a bond by eye contact and by touch and by sincerity in our voices as we communicated. And when we left, the woman was weeping, and she said, I am so honored that you chose us, your first American guests and friends, to come into our home. And mm-hmm. we love learning about your America so much. She took off her bracelet from her wrist, this little copper bracelet that couldn't have cost more than 25 or 50 cents. Mm-hmm. And she placed it on my wrist. Oh. With such gratitude that she made a new friend, and she said, I will never forget you, and my hope is that you'll never forget us either. Mm. And I rolled up a, a little money in her hand that I know would have blessed her for at least six months worth of wow. better living than what they had. And she wept and wept and wept. And when I got home, every morning in the shower, I wore this for years. I just took it off in the last 12 months because it's getting fragile. Right. Because every day... I have to move it. It turns my wrist green every day. And every morning in the shower, I have to take a washcloth and scrub that green away. Right. And every morning I would think of her thinking how they don't even have a shower in their home. They didn't even have a bathroom in their home. They didn't even have a kitchen in their home. Their moped that they just upgraded from a bicycle was parked in their, on their, they had dirt floors. I'm sorry, they didn't have, they had cement walls, dirt floors. Their cattle sleeps in their house to be protected from animals and so no one will take it. And I think of this, yes, I think of this lady every day. And I just, like, never in our lives will we ever meet again, but we'll never forget each other. And that's the power of the human connection, whether you speak another language or not, you can still have human connection and still have a deep impact on somebody's life with the smallest little thing. That's so good. That's so terribly good. <laughs> terribly good in so many wonderful ways. That's just amazing. It's so amazing. So I just have one last question for you, and I've truly enjoyed talking to you. What's on your bucket list? I <laughs> have 700 more things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I truly do have a dream can, and I truly do fill out little milk cards of everything that I dream in my life to be, see, do, have, share, and experience. And I regularly, probably once a month, grab one out in whatever it is, from learning how to paint to learning calligraphy Mm -hmm. to uh, 
Right now, I drew out recently, uh, two weeks ago, I drew out Learn How to Type. This is a true story. I'm a best-selling author. I have four books. I'm writing another book right now. I type with two fingers. All 65,000 words of each book are two fingers, and I'm dyslexic. So I have more oh, of wow. a challenge that sometimes the keys look backwards <laughs> to me. Yes. Things look backward, and I don't, my, my, my mind on the right side, of the, I'm left-handed, so my right side... I'm practicing typing the last two weeks because I just drew it out to finally learn how to type, and it would absolutely behoove me and yes, save me would. a lot of time. The Backpack yes. Diaries, the book that has been optioned for a motion picture, that, um, that took 3,700 hours to type that book, to write that book. Imagine if I actually knew how to type. The, type, uh, the yes. hours and the, the, the months that I would have saved. Yeah. Typing. So everything from typing, you don't have to spend a lot of money or go very far to afford your dream. You just have to be committed and know your why. Why is it important for you to have the dream? What will it mean for you, for your community, for your family, for the example that you're setting if you actually achieved the dream that you set out to do or the bold goal? What would it mean? Get to the why, dig deep and go wide, find the why that makes you cry. It's like peeling back the layers of an onion. And when you keep your eye on that why, the what doesn't matter and the how will show up. You have to be committed. You have to be committed to the dream. So there's so many things on my bucket list. Right now, I'm learning how to type. And on (laughs) on the bucket list, I normally don't, um, you know, put something on the calendar randomly. I normally draw it randomly. can. But there's things in there from travel to... Um, on my vision board, I had make a movie. Now, I have things on my vision board, RV across America. I had no mm-hmm. idea that all this would come together. I didn't attempt to. I was speaking in Indiana, and somebody in the audience was so impacted that he told his friend, who's a, a movie producer, and I get a, they went to my website and spent two hours watching my videos. And they called me on the phone and said this is an incredible story and I only make movies that are about sole purpose. And I would love to talk with you uh, uh, about optioning this book for a motion picture. So I, you never know, just put it out there. Yeah. Put it before you look at it every day. I never thought it would really come true. I never really thought I had no real aspirations to make money. It was just a, wouldn't it be nice if, and yeah. and the same thing with the RV trip. So we're lining up the RV trip with the the red carpet, you know, with all the premieres as as we go through this. That's good. And I what the the RVing is on my bucket list as well. I'd like to do your bucket list Buster live across America from an RV. Oh, and meet. that's wonderful. I would. That's that's uh, that's something I would love to do. That's incredible. Keep putting it out there. Yeah, and, and keep setting your intentions on it with time, intention, and action, support, and accountability. I don't, I don't believe that there's anything any of us cannot accomplish. That's true. I love it. I, I have just been so inspired by talking to you today, and I know my audience will be as well. How can people get in contact with you if they would like coaching or for you to come speak at, for their organization? What's a good contact for you? Speaking is my favorite thing. Uh, if, you, if, if you're listening in your church, your school, your college, your group, your organization, your conference, 
you're looking for a speaker, I would love to inspire and empower and move your audience forward. See, I'm not just a speaker who goes and shows up. We actually leave with a plan. We actually leave with something to do. You don't just sit nice. and listen, feel good for a day, and then you don't remember it the next day. You're, I, we actually move you into motion. Um, TracyBogan.com, T-R-A-C-I-B-O-G-A-N, TracyBogan.com. Fantastic. You can, you can buy the book, The Backpack Diaries, there, or look at any of the offerings that I have. And plus, there's some fun videos and some fun giveaways on there as well. Perfect. TracyBogan.com. Thank you, Tracy. It has been an amazing you know, conversation. I do have a free gift for your audience, if, if oh, I may give something away. Yes, absolutely. So I have the, the cure for someday-itis. I have the antidote. And nice. it's a... It's a, a, an email series with a worksheet a day to move you forward and get you unstuck from your someday-itis. All Love you it. have to do is take out your phone, and you're going to, you're going to text the number 64600. That's 64600, 64600. And you're going to text the, the, the word DARE, D-A-R-E, and the number 2, DARE2. You're going to so text DARE2. 64600. Yep. And DARE2. In the subject line, you're going to type in DARE2, and you hit yeah. send. It's going to ask you for your name and your email, and I would love to send you this gift. Perfect. I love that. They are going to love it. Nice. And you'll probably, get, you'll probably get people from all over the world that do that because I have listeners all over places I have never even been or even thought about going. It's, it's amazing. This has been so much fun. This has been great. Karen, thank you so much for allowing me to be a guest on your show. I love what you do. I love your mission. I love your charitable cause and your, your kind heart and your mission in the world. And, and I'm so happy to have met you through the eWomen Network. Me as well. Let's see each other soon, Tracy. Safe and happy trails. All right. This is Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster. I'm going to take another quick break. Thank you so much. Take out your cell phone. Text DARE, D-A-R-E, the number 2 to 64600. When you get a response, send your email and your number one goal to Tracy Bogan, the world's first dreampreneur and leading expert on goal mastery and self-empowerment, and receive your free gift from Tracy today. That's 62600 DARE2. Well, that's all we have time for today, folks. Once again, we ran out of time. It's so good to be able to talk to someone that really gets it about life and has some exciting adventures for us. So it doesn't bother me that we go a little longer. Well, next week's show, I'm going to be talking to Jacqueline Freitas, who is with the International Board of Credentialing and Continuing Education Standards. They've come out with a new program called Certified Autism Travel Professional. I became certified, and I'm going to tell you, we're going to talk a little bit about what that entails. They have a website called autismtravel.com that we need to let parents and people know about. And that's what we're going to talk about. This is your bucket list buster. Travel recharges your mind, body, and soul. You deserve it. Your bucket list buster is here to help you start living your dreams. Visit me on Facebook, 
like me on Instagram and post some of your pictures. And hey, if you want to join me and my family in Panama this December, go to yourbucketlistbuster at gmail.com. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you found some resources in today's show that excite your travel juices, provided you some valuable information for your next trip, and it gave you permission to take time off and have some fun someplace in the world. We're going to be talking about some sports travel since it's football season coming up and having some great conversations with some folks about some really good topics coming up. Thanks for joining us today. See you next week.